One of my favorite characters is the cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz. And when we first introduced him in the movie, he sings this song. But I could change my habits, never more be scared of rabbits if I only had the nerve. I'm afraid there's no denying I'm just an awful dandy lion, a fate I don't deserve. But I could show my prowess, but a lion not be a lion, not a mouse, if I only had the nerve. You know, maybe we all feel that way sometimes if I only had the nerve. But in today's session, we're going to see that we can have courage even in the face of fear. Well, welcome to the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. This podcast is hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And Chris, good to be with you. Happy New Year, Lynn. Well, thank you. We are uh, in the middle of the holidays, and this session will be on New Year's Day. Uh, So uh, I always laugh. I don't know how many people will actually listen to this. So if, in fact, that may be a good test for us, if you're listening to our podcast, uh, let us know that uh, that it makes a difference, even uh, in between Christmas and New Year's that we do this and love for you to, to let us know that we are delighted to have uh, Gina Rogers with us today. Gina, good good to have you with us for this podcast. Thanks. It's great to be here. Gina is a content editor and production editor here uh, for uh, Bible Studies for Life. Gina and I worked closely together the last, oh, about a year. It's crazy. It's hard to believe how fast that goes, uh, but has recently uh, been promoted and is now the content editor for Bible Studies for Life Daily Discipleship Guide. Yeah, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, we had Amber Vaden with us a couple of couple of weeks ago, and Amber has really led the way with the Daily Discipleship Guide, but she's moved on to uh, serve with our friends in the Explore the Bible team. Uh, but I was so excited because uh, when that, well, I'm not excited that she left, but I realized I know the perfect person to fill this gap, and that would be Gina Rogers. So, Gina, thank you for being a part of uh, our team, but especially this pivotal role with the Daily Discipleship Guide. Well, we are in the, we are starting a new year with 2023, and I think that's appropriate time to talk about in this uh, Bible study we're doing about putting fear in its place to think about courage. Uh, as we step into a new year, we have no idea what the year is going to be like, but to approach it courageously. But more specifically, we're going to talk about what it means to follow Jesus, that we can courageously follow Jesus even in fearful circumstances. We, we usually ask icebreaker questions, and the one for this week is, what's the riskiest activity you've chosen to do for fun? And I'm sure that, uh, Gina, you're a thrill seeker, so I'm sure you have a lot of stories to tell us. I am not. I don't. I can't even think of anything. I I admit I am not a big risk taker. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, Nick talks about Nick person talks about uh, an experience that he had with a group of students where uh, he had to to uh, uh, do, do a trust kind of drill where he was on a, a trapeze and he had to take that leap from. Uh, standing on a a platform to a bar that was swinging out and talked about how 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 scary that was so I appreciated him talking about that it seems like there's a lot of images in this study about people jumping out of airplanes Lynn that's right not me that's right I uh for many years um 
I was an avid cyclist, loved to get on and ride my bicycle. Uh, it was nothing for me to just get on my bike and ride for 45 to 50 miles. I had a 52 mile trek, uh, Gina, there in Williamson County that I love to do. And yeah, you know, Williamson County, that part of Middle Tennessee, there's a lot of hills. So it took a lot to get up the hill, but boy, it was fun coming down. But I remember this one occasion, I'm just cruising down this hill. And I look down at my little speedometer. I'm going 45 miles an hour on a bicycle. And I just, it just hit me that moment. She says, you know, all I got to do is hit a tiny little pebble and it's all over. <laughs> so I braked and kind of slowed down, but boy, it sure is fun when you do something risky like that. I, I used to tell people that uh, I didn't, I didn't need to do something risky because I did it every day. I, I would drive from my home to downtown Nashville. That is some truth. <laughs> I didn't need any more excitement. Yeah. Well, we're talking about a different type of, uh, we can call it risk, but that is what's often involved when we follow Jesus. That, But we can, we can courageously follow him, even in fearful circumstances. And that, to, to look at that, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 14. Now, we're going to begin kind of in the middle of the chapter, but I think it's important for us to understand a little bit about what's happening prior to this. This has been a, a momentous a key period in Jesus's ministry. Some significant ha- events have happened there. Uh, it begins with John the Baptist has, has, uh, has been killed. He's been beheaded. And of course, Jesus and John the Baptist were cousins. So there was a connection there. Um, and, you know, Jesus was touched about it, and he wanted to withdraw. Uh, verse, verse, Matthew 14, verse 13 makes a reference to this. He wanted to get away for a ro- remote, uh, to a remote place just to be alone. But the problem was the crowds followed him. And uh, Mark also records this, that the crowds came and he spent the time uh, teaching them and feeding them. Well, this is one of his miraculous feedings. So now we. So is this the feeding of the 5,000? Yes, it is with the five loaves okay. and two fish. So he still hasn't had that time to get away. So when you come to verse 22, we read these words immediately. He made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray well into the night. He was there alone. Okay. So now Jesus has had that chance to just get that time away that he really felt like he needed. So he had that. But now verse 24, we go back to the disciples. Meanwhile, to the disciples. Meanwhile, the boat was away uh, already some distance from land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Jesus came toward them, walking on the sea very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. So this would be a good horror movie. <laughs> Just the, that image of uh, being out on the sea and uh, uh, dark, the winds blowing, and then someone uh, walking on the water. And their 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 great fear was that it's a ghost. That's interesting. Now, Chris, some people would would take offense at what you just said, but I, I don't because you said it sounds like a great horror movie. But you think about it from the perspective of these these disciples. The, it just the imagery that you just painted, the waves, the stormy, and you see a figure walking on the water. I mean, that does, our horror movies will mimic stuff like that. But the reality is, 
I think I think we lose the fact that they were terrified as a sister. They cried out in fear. I do, well, one thing that jumped out to me in this section of the study that Nick wrote was he talks about we're all afraid of that which we don't understand. He says, when I'm faced with something out of the realm of the norm, I typically bend toward fear, not faith. Despite all the ways Jesus has shown me that he is before all things, I still at times grow faint at the sight of something surprising. Now, and it just struck me as I read that. I, I think I probably live that out more vividly than I, I care to admit sometimes, but that's a go-to and that's a really natural reaction. And they were very fearful and given the same circumstances, I think we all would be. One of the things that Nick wrote that uh, struck me um, is the reality that, Lynn, you mentioned that Jesus went uh, to a, pla- a, a place in the mountain to pray, and he had, he had directed, he had sent his disciples uh, to go to the other side of the lake. And uh, Nick says that uh, Jesus directed his disciples to do this. God's will and direction may lead us into a storm. Uh, some lessons can only be learned in a storm. I thought that was a tremendous insight. I don't know that I have ever seen that or heard anybody articulated in that kind of way, but I just thought that was, that was amazing. There are some things that, that we discover and learn about ourselves that we learn about God um, in the midst of the storms that we uh, go through. So what we see with these disciples is Jesus told them to go. They acted on what God told them to do. But even because of their obedience, that doesn't mean they were spared from something that was a, a frightful situation. So we can step out in obedience, but that doesn't mean everything's just going to be nice and rosy. The sun's going to shine and the birds are going to come land on our shoulders and it's going to be you know, just wonderful. So, so we're, we're Mary Poppins and uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. You just kind of got them all going here uh, today, Lynn. I'm, right. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And, and, and um, you've so, got the horror movies going. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you about my dream life. Huh? One of the questions is to ask um, in, our, in our Bible studies for the purpose of discussion uh, is when have you, you experienced Jesus showing up when you were in a crisis? Uh, so it may give our people a chance to talk about not necessarily seeing Jesus walk on the water, but just that he came in in a time of crisis or in a time of need. When we move on into the passage, we come to verse 27 and a very familiar, uh, I think, account out of life of Peter. Uh, verse 27, we read these words immediately. Jesus spoke to them now, immediately right after they screamed out, it's a ghost and they're terrified. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, have courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. I didn't realize uh, Nick pointed this out that when Jesus said it is I, uh, that's the same words from the Greek uh, that Jesus used and John uh, magnified throughout his writings that Jesus said, essentially, I am. Uh, It it was that connecting uh, his disciples to the reality that he was 
Christ. He was the Lord. He was the Lord of nature uh, who was coming to them in the, in, in the storm. I thought that was, again, another brilliant insight by Nick. One of the things that caught me is, you know, Peter didn't, we were talking earlier about taking risks and are we risk takers? And Peter clearly was, he didn't think, he just acted. He, he stepped out onto the water. And then um, one of the things as I was studying back through that, that really jumped out at me is he glanced away, but, but just for a minute, not, not for a long time so that he progressively started to realize what was happening. It was just for a moment and that fear came back. But then just as quickly, he put his focus back on Jesus. Um, and obviously, Jesus was there to, to pick him up and to rescue him. But it was, this caused me to ask a lot of questions of myself, like how willing am I to, um, to take some risks for the Lord? And when I step out, do I, do I immediately look away? Can I, do I keep my focus on him? And um, just how willing am I? to step out of what is my comfort zone. Well, Gina, I like that. This fact is how willing am I to step out of my comfort zone? And because Peter, sometimes we give Peter a bad rap for this. You know, here he is. He takes his eyes off Jesus, silly Peter, and he, he his face fault, faith falters. But I look at the fact too, Peter got out of the boat. There's 11 other guys sitting back there. Uh, just didn't do anything. Uh, so I want to give Peter some credit. Yeah, his faith faith faltered, but he did act on the faith he had. Now, I, I think a question really valuable for us to talk about, and it's in our books. It's as we think about what are the what are the wind and waves around us? What are some winds and waves that can cause us to take our eyes off Jesus? And, and I think about everything that's been happening in the past year and in 2022 and. Uh, we can think about as individuals, we can think of certain circumstances we're in, but there's the economy that can get us to uh, that. That can be those strong winds that make us nervous and afraid uh, COVID uh, that doctor's report that comes in, whether it's yours or for a family member that there's cancer, there's uh, something imminent dangerous about to happen. All of a sudden we do get our eyes off Jesus. It's easy to do. You can't help but wonder that um, about Jesus' conversation with the other uh, disciples when they were giving Peter a hard time <laughs> after this event took place. Jesus doing exactly what you did, Lynn, saying, hey, I didn't see the rest of you guys come out here. <laughs> exactly. And the beauty of this, too, is, yeah, Peter faltered, but what? But, he, as Gina, you pointed, he, he took his eyes off even just for a moment. But what did he do right after that? He came right back and said, Lord, save me. And then when you come to verse 31, there's that word immediately. Jesus reached out his hand. No delay. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him and said to him, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshiped him and said, truly, you are the son of God. I just love the fact that Jesus is there when we return to him. It's a great story. It's a great, great reminder for us um, of who Jesus is, of what he does for us, how he comes to us. I love that Nate pointed out that 
the first thing Jesus did is he reached out his hand and he rescued him. He didn't lecture him. He didn't tell him what he'd done wrong. He just, you know, there was, there was no harsh language. He just, he rescued him. He didn't make a comment about his doubt after that, but it wasn't, he rescued him. He was right there. That's a wonderful word for all of us as we move into a new year. Circumstance, we have no idea what the year is going to hold, what circumstances we're going to face, but we can just call out to Jesus in the midst of that and courageously stand and walk with him in the midst of that. A great reflection question that's asked in uh, some of our books is, uh, when have you been through a storm that led you when you were, when you get to the, get through the storm uh, that led you then to worship uh, Jesus. And uh, I just, I thought, I just think that will create some conversation uh, in our groups about giving people the opportunity to tell their stories of how, when they got through a difficult time that they just acknowledged God being with them, God helping them and worshiping him uh, for his goodness and for his faithfulness. Good word. Now, as you wrap up your Bible study, be sure and leave some time for application. I mean, we say, okay, this is a wonderful story, a great piece about Peter and Jesus walking on the water. Love this story. We also need to reflect on what does God want to do in my life with this? How am I being called to courageously follow Jesus, even in fearful circumstances? If you'll look on your, in, in whatever personal study guide, daily discipleship guide you have, there is that last page of the session, which is the live it out. Spend some time to look at those three statements, reflect on them, see what God is calling you to do. And I'm just going to put this out there because I don't know who, who needs to hear this, but your Sunday school class that you sit in is a great boat. I mean, it's a great to be in there with the, the, the others in your class that you talk, you fellowship together, but God could be calling you to step out of that boat and go work with one-year-olds or first graders. That's a, that's a horrifying thought. <laughs> oh, even scarier. <laughs> Eighth grade boys. <laughs> but I just think there's a lot of us. We get in our comfort zones and God may be calling us to do something in the church, go on a mission trips, anything like that. They'd be stepping out of that comfort zone, but we can do it knowing this would like with Peter. Jesus is right there with us. So we talked about the storms and things that cause us to take our eyes off Jesus. Uh I want to end with uh, one other question that, that popped out at me as I was looking at this uh, to ask the question, what helps you to keep your eyes on Jesus uh, might be a good conversation to have as well. Well, listen, happy new year. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Gina, thanks for coming along on this, on this journey. And we're glad. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's always fun, and uh, we hope you have a good Bible study this week, and, and pray God's blessings on you as you enter into this new year. 